0: and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome listeners to episode 105
1: of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much talking of pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Anderton and I'm joined by the man who has just removed Dusty Martin from hiding over the back of his head. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you?
2: Robbie, hey are you cool cats and kittens. How you got, mate?
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm doing all right. You've gone all... Uh, yeah you, you you've gone all FM DJ
2: on us late night FM DJ It's it's Carol Baskin mate you're not up with it eh The Tiger no, King who's Carol Baskin? Oh mate you've got to watch it Well you don't have to watch it it's actually terrible Yeah like As far as so uh, you know I probably shouldn't go into it but I've brought it up now Tiger King it's a new Netflix Oh Tiger King new Netflix, yes. Netflix sort of series going on and um uh and look, it's a lot about the, the weird characters in it. I think uh, it used to be a podcast. I, I heard, the, saw the seen the podcast first, and but it's about you know people that own tigers in America. There's more tigers owned by humans in America than there are in India at the moment. Um, but look, it's about the people and the weird weird characters involved with it. But the thing that uh, the thing that's, that's really terrible is, is the treatment of the animals is just really really poor. So maybe you better watch it, and then we can talk a bit more about it. Maybe on another another episode. It's bound to come up again because it's,
1: it's all over the internet, mate. So, um, I feel like I'm sort of left out. I feel even more left out with not having watched Tiger King than, uh, not watching uh game of Thrones because, uh, Game of Thrones, I made an active decision not to watch it because I wanted it to be all, all done and finished before I started watching it. <laughs> but um, the fact that now everyone's enclosed inside, just seems like everyone in the world's watching Tiger King. And I sort of figured that we were going to segue into Tiger King at some stage today because we uh, probably got some news later on for about some, uh, some uh, Tiger COVID
0: action.
2: Yeah, yeah, we do, mate. Your internet is dropping in and out a little bit, but we'll we'll keep we'll keep pushing on. Um, is it the yeah yeah? That's all right. Now the thing, actually, the first thing I want to talk about was uh was um in the UK. Well, I want to say to people stay at home. I mean, that's what we're doing. We're over the airwaves, the internet. Yep, yep. So stay at home. But, but in the in the UK, they've actually started enlisting vets and vet nurses to help out with the national health system with uh monitoring really yeah with with involvement in the human side of the covid stuff that's going on in the uk so i'm not sure exactly what people are doing but i think some some people are doing some basic monitoring of of patients on ventilators but then there's also some administrative staff vets and vet nurses are handling a little bit on the phones and those sort of things so there's a lot of there is a lot of stuff of in the UK that they're enlisting some vets and vet nurses to actually help out at the front line. So what I want to say to people is the reason Australia, while it's, we stay at yes. home, is another good reason now because vets and vet nurses potentially, where where our fingers and and our arms, they've been up a lot of bums. And if you end up having a vet that's looking after you. You don't. You don't want a vet looking after you because you don't know where his fingers, his or her fingers have been, and their arms. Their arms have been up cows' bottoms. Their fingers have been up dogs' bottoms. And also, what if we use the wrong thermometer? What if we get just a little bit confused? We got the same old thermometer oh, using no. on the dogs, and we bring it in to, to to test your temperature. So there's another reason to stay at home, yeah, right
1: bring your own. Yeah, bring your own th- thermometer day and the NHS. Yeah. Yeah, that's how tight things are. When yeah, the, I know the call went out looking for vet clinics that have got um, ventilators that they don't need uh, to try and start using those for humans, which is great. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't realise they were calling out for the thermometers as well.
2: Yeah, so the um, yeah certainly in, in the UK the NHS is a big call. There's, a, there's a, a whole Facebook group set up for it. And it's all over the UK. It's, it's just sounds terrible what's going on. So um, and even old Bojo's come down with it too, hasn't he?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, at the time of recording this, he's in in uh, intensive care. So you know, it was um pretty bad news. Him going down with it, it sort of uh, blows um Mr. Trump out of the water of saying, "That's right, it doesn't exist. There's nothing wrong here. Go, you know, please move on." When uh, one of the other world leaders cops it,
2: no, oh, it's terrible. isn't it? Well, apparently Boris has, has um personally thanked all the all the uh the doctors and the nurses that are looking after him with with his own personal handshake. So that's really nice of him.
1: D- excellent, excellent is, is it a secret handshake that he's got going? Like one of those no, sort of secret-
2: Your internet's really jumping in and out, mate But uh, at the start He was certainly at the start before he got ill He was all about, oh, I don't, I don't care about this shaking hands stuff I'm just going to get in and shake everyone's hands And then he's come down with it So Yeah, right Maybe don't shake hands
1: No good No, no, don't shake hands It feels really weird not shaking hands, doesn't
2: it? No, I reckon I'm used to it now Oh yeah, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I, I, I've i always been a bit germphobic. I'll, I'll shake someone's hand in a consult, but I, you have to push me to do it. Yeah. Oh,
1: I know you're, I know you're I'm, a big shaker. Oh mate, I'm a handshaker. I'm a hugger. I'm a kisser. All, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. I'm just all, all over the, 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 the inter body contact. It's a great way of developing your immune system, Lewis, you know, and <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, making the community feel good about itself. So, so I I'm, I'm, I'm missing out now, Lewis. It's terrible.
2: Yeah, well I'm more intro, mate. I'm happy to stand at arm's length and I hope that changes for the future. We all stay two <laughs> meters away. More than happy with that. And only see animals was, and no owners. It's great. That, that,
1: that explains all the times where you grimace whenever I come in for the you yeah, have the big move Hughes cuddle, yeah, before uh before and after each each podcast.
2: Yeah, it's a bit much, mate. The big lip smack.
1: <laughs> uh
2: dear mate. Alrighty, I, um, what do you got, mate?
1: Well, we had a crisis of our own here in the uh, Anderton household uh, during the week. We've um, you know, uh, cooked a, a lovely lamb roast, a um, you know, nice lamb shoulder, slow-cooked it was, Lewis. Um, some some garlic and rosemary in there, cooked low and slow. It was great. Um, only problem was, was that uh, the next morning I woke up and, uh, and we'd had a visitor in our rubbish bin. Uh, unfortunately Rosie had gotten in and uh, knocked off the, uh, pulled the bone out. And um, I found all these little bits of bone all over the, uh, the the kitchen floor and the lounge room floor from where she'd gotten into it because she's worked out how to open up the lid of our flip top lid, bin and so we've usually got a step ladder that we put over it to stop it from getting in but uh step ladder wasn't across it and so the dog's head was in the bin and then the bone was out of the bin and then the bone was in her stomach so um as all good vets would do um i took her into work and uh and thought okay well you're uh you're not vomiting. You look a little bit crook, but we'll see how you go. Chucked her on the X-ray table, took an X-ray, and saw all the bones just all embedded in the uh, um, in her stomach. I thought, okay, well, that's that. I was hoping that they weren't going to be there, but they are. Okay, um, she's still not vomiting, so I gave her some gave her some serenia to stop her from uh, feeling nauseous. any nausea injection. Took another X-ray a few hours later. Or, no, I took her in the, again the next day because she was eating. So I, when I got her to work, I gave her some food and she ate. She kept that down. So X-rayed her the next day, and yeah, most of it all passed through. So okay, right, catastrophe averted. So there you go. Yeah, cooked bones in dogs—not a great idea. But she was she was pretty pretty crook for a few days. Yeah, you know, just a bit of a pain in the tummy and just a bit quiet. So yeah, um, never be a vet or a vet nurse's animal. I think is the take-home message on that, Lewis.
2: Oh, definitely, mate. And uh, you should put up those X-rays on the on the
1: socials. We we'll have a look at them. They'd be good. I will. I'll bang him up. I'll get the um. um I'm in on Saturday, so I'll. Uh, so I'll. I'll email him through. Yeah, Perfect. sounds good. And um, sounds good. And she's also started getting all these bumps on her head too, which is bizarre. Like she's going outside and she's getting these little allergic reaction little bumpies on her head, which is. as you know, she comes in, sort of looking like she's been. Um, it, sticking her head in a in a bee's nest. So it uh, you know, got late the other day. Oh, jeez, I don't really have much to give her at home. What am I going to do? So I um, gave her uh, gave one of my antihistamines and oh, she was still alive the next day, so that was good. But it seems to have settled down now. So I don't know whether or not she was eating ants or rubbing her head on something. I mean, it looks like it's more of a distribution wise, looks more of a contact thing. But yeah, it's one of those times, you know, when you have people come and go Oh, now, is this is really weird thing happening with my dog. What do you think it is? It's like, oh, I don't know, you know, first principles, it's an allergic reaction. But be bugging if I know what's causing it. So that's, that's, that's what I went for. They kept going down. So I haven't treated her with anything. So yeah, right. just, just a vet's, a vet's animal.
2: Yeah, mate. Incredible. Oh, wow. There you go. Eh? Um, now, also perhaps a little bit of housekeeping. Flynn's Walk is a walk that uh, that is um, run every year. Usually, I think it's in May down in Williamstown, uh, remembering uh, remembering uh, Flynn who passed away, or uh, yeah,
1: Flynn Harbouring.
2: Yeah, who took his unfortunately took his own life. He's a veterinarian, and I was talking to Jack, who's the organizer of the event, and of course, been postponed this year. So um everyone who was thinking of heading down to there i guess well i guess you socially isolated so we're not doing that so it is postponed till well who knows when maybe september october so we'll keep you posted on on the next date when uh when when uh when jack lets us know when that's going to happen yeah so big big thank you i guess to our sponsors uh zilkeen our big supporter, mild anxiety, uh, lowering medication. Uh, I was talking to um, Andrew during the week, who's our Zilkeen uh, Zilkin contact, um, saying about um, maybe some ways that we could help some of the animals that are in quarantine at the moment with their owners, and maybe help them now, but also help them in the future when they when they do come out of um, we do also all come out of isolation and, and make sure they're going to cope well with that. Um, so big thank you to Zilkeen. Um, and then, who are our sponsors, mate? Uh,
1: we've also got uh, Delicate Care, the most wonderful uh, pet food, Australian made, Australian owned, um, all sorts of wonderful diets, Lewis. We talk about it every week. We've got the um, the great uh, uh, skin and uh, sensitivity diet, skin and stomach diet for uh, it's made out of duck. It's made out of kangaroo. What a great novel protein diet to try and use. Um, there's uh, there's the uh, uh, obesity diet. There's also the um, the, the there's a, I think there's a cognitive diet coming up soon, isn't there, mate, for for dogs?
2: Yeah, I think there's is there one out now. I'm not sure. Is there? No, I think that's. I think it's coming soon. The cognitive support. Yes, can't wait for it. And they uh, delicate care have signed on for another six months. So thank you very much, oh, guys. Oh, Huge supporters good job of the podcast. Delicate. Really appreciate this. Made,
1: exactly. Made in Perth and shipped around the world, Lewis.
2: Exactly. Australian nice owned.
1: And good.
2: Australian owned, Australian ingredients. Big, big, uh, great food. We love using it. And also, thank you to our Patreon supporters. We have got yes. a new, new Patreon supporter this week. Ooh. Melissa Jones decided that she wanted to listen to episode 104 again. 104. Which was the, the exclusive- mystery. The- exclusive one wasn't it so um so she's come on board uh, so thank you very much melissa for all your support
1: much appreciated and the uh the 104 was uh one of those great little uh one of those great loose episodes as well lewis those ones where we've uh you yeah, know recorded one and then we record the second one and the second one's always a little bit uh a little bit racy, a little bit, uh, you know, a you know, little, 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 little interesting. So, you know, get, get, your, get your listening gear around that, Patreon supporters. So um, go to patreon.com. You can uh, search for Two Vets Talk Pets, sign up for as little as $2 a month, and uh, you can have yourself a bit of a uh, self-isolation giggle as well.
2: Yeah, that's right. Fantastic. So thank you very much. Now, I thought, well, we'll try to make it non-COVID, weren't we, all our all our, all our podcasts, but that's
1: all there is in there. Is news. there such a thing as non-COVID anymore?
2: Uh, uh, it's huge. How, isn't how, it?
1: weird is it, how weird is it watching TV shows? You know, that, that all you know like a I I was watching Lego Masters with the kids the other day and um so all the yeah you know, they're all high fiving and cuddling and oh yeah, you know, how good is this like geez it's so dated now you know it just looks so weird.
2: It's so nine. It's so 2019. It's just ridiculous. So
1: 2019.
2: Yeah. 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 No. Well, 2020's been the worst three weeks of our lives. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, I was speaking to one of the builders today. I mean, 2020 here in Australia, it started off as a real ass of a year anyway, with all the bushfires. You know, like so, the bushfires ripped through you know so much of the country, and everything was all looking terrible, and then it got worse. You know, um, but then I was watching the news the other night and they go, oh, you know, and in in non-COVID news, oh, and then it was something about climate change. Oh, good. Oh, good. Isn't that good? So once we we all manage to escape from our houses, we'll get out there and realise that the environment's still rooted. Oh, (laughs) bloody (laughs) brilliant, you know, fantastic. You know, uh. Here's some ducks walking down the street. Oh, but hang on, they're actually swimming down the street because the ice caps are melted, and you know they they can they can swim wherever they want now. So you know, there's a good luck story because the ducks can swim because now we've got no ice. Happy days. Let's burn some more fossil fuels. Right. Anyway, right.
2: well, this is an oh, this is an article I saw in the uh, well, we all know about this probably. It was in I think it was in the Age about the tiger at the Bronx Zoo that got COVID. You heard about this? Well, I'll go on. So, Nadia, a tiger tested positive for the novel coronavirus in New York and six other big cats who developed a dry cough at the Brog Zoo appeared to be on the mend on Monday after doses of medication and tenderness.
1: Tenderness? Tell me about about tiger tenderness. Is that something that you've been learning on Tiger King, how to be tender to a tiger?
2: Well... A little TLC by the keepers taking care of them. Some anti-inflammatory medications, Paul Kelly, chief veterinarian for the Wildlife Conservation Society's Bronx Zoo, said in describing to Reuters the regime that was helping them to improve on a daily basis. Nice. Some of the four, some of the four tigers and three lions got antibiotics, all had mild illnesses, and were expected to fully recover, he said. That includes Nadia a four-year-old Malayan tiger who stopped eating and was the only one tested because the zoo did not want to subject all the cats to anesthesia. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fair enough. That's, that's a, bit of a bit of a rigmarole, I imagine. Swabs of her nose and throat and tracheal fluid from her lungs were sent to veterinary schools at Cornell University and the University of Illinois, which conducted animal COVID testing, which does not use the scarce resources for the human testing that is in demand nationwide, he said. I'm not sure what would differentiate the animal testing from the human testing. It's all using the same reagents, I imagine. But anyway, there isn't isn't a competition between testing for people and animals, Kelly said. I'll bet he did. (laughs) Kelly told reporters on Sunday that Nadi was the first known case of a human infecting an animal and making it sick with COVID-19. But officials believe this is a unique case because Nadi became sick after exposure to an asymptomatic zoo employee. Kelly said the zoo did not know which employee infected the tiger. Oh, I think no, no. I do. And for all those people all those people who watch Tiger King. That that Cal Baskin. it's Cal Baskin. Baskin's the one that's done it. Cal Baskin. It's Cal Baskin did it.
1: <laughs> that bit, Cal Baskin.
2: You need to watch Tiger King, mate. So Jake falls flat, otherwise. But anyway.
1: No, no, I can still appreciate your so effort. You uh, appreciate your effort though. So do you think maybe they've been showing them too much tenderness to start off with, Lewis? Is that the issue?
2: Well, they, they do get very close to them in uh, in Tiger King, and, and in fact they get that one guy loses his arm, it's terrible. Oh, geez, really? One person loses yeah, one person loses their arm, it's horrible, and then uh, then another guy gets attacked quite a bit as well. Yeah, it's horrible. Anyway, you gotta you gotta see, mate, then we'll talk more. Um
1: so I thought one thing I thought yeah, one thing I thought that was interesting with um, with the reporting from that, Lewis, was um, when they extrapolated from the fact that they had one uh, test from one of the big cats, that therefore the rest of them must have all had it as well, you know. I get it that they don't want to um, subject all of them to anesthesia in order to try and get testing, but, you know, crikey, you know. It's a, it's a pretty big call to say, oh, well, one's got it, so therefore the rest of them have. I don't think there's nef- there certainly haven't been that much in the way of reports of multiple cat households. Um, you know, like there was the, wasn't the cat that was in Hong Kong that, the, or there was the, there was the second dog that was in Hong Kong that had three cats in the household. I think they all tested negative, I think from memory. The second dog in Hong Kong, the shepherd. Oh. Um, so, you know, there has. Oh, yeah,
2: a- I don't know. I don't know about that. Don't, not sure.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, so that's a, you know, it was interesting, you know. So so that makes it two dogs, two cats, and one really big cat, and one point five million humans.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I know. Terrible, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know that's all right. Yeah, um, yeah it's uh, hard to know what to say. I mean, I, I wonder how how the tiger got it in the first place. It's sort of weird, you know. It is. Um, it is. You don't really tend weird. to get close to your. Ti- you don't tend to get close to your tigers in the zoo. Although certainly in no, Tiger King, they're very close to them, but. I, but but generally in the zoo you're at an, an arm's length from them, the the designated one point five meters at all times.
1: Yes, yeah, but
2: yeah. Interesting that they did. Yeah, yeah they very. And inter- yeah, and then they came down with some illness too. Yeah,
1: and interesting that they loaded them on antibiotics as well for what they then said was a viral infection.
2: Yeah, mild illness, antibiotics. Working on antibiotics. That's yeah, good yeah. antibiotic. That's good antibiotic stewardship, isn't it?
1: Right there. That's fine. Yes. Yeah. Leading from the front Bronx Zoo. Thank you very much. Um, So yeah. All right. Further on.
2: Yes. Do you see the BBC? There's a bit of a BBC article that came up. I didn't see the actual article, but I got a response from, uh, from the International Cat Care, International Society of Feline Medicine. I think essentially the BBC article had made a recommendation that, now, with COVID, we should be keeping our cats inside at all times, which right. sparked some controversy. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think the issue, the issue is maybe, uh, certainly in Australia, a lot of our cats that we allow outside, um, yes. we do have curfews sometimes where they, they have to be in at night, between dawn and dusk. Um, certainly, uh, Olive, Olive is outside. My cat's outside. I don't know about your cats. Um, but yeah, But she's in. She's. We have her in. Yeah, we have we have her in at night time, and maybe maybe in other countries in the UK, maybe that's not such a big thing. But but basically, the BBC article said that you should keep your cat inside so it doesn't spread COVID. And of course, that's that's a pretty blanket sort of statement. And so, international cat care was very concerned to read the BBC news report published this morning on the 8th this is the 8th of april so uh, yesterday presenting advice to keep yep. cats indoors during the COVID 19 pandemic the article is alarmist and has since been edited however has been shared around the world and picked up by other agencies we've brought together some of the world's leading feline veterinary specialists to produce a statement there remains no evidence of transmission of COVID 19 to humans from pets Emerging reports of very few animals show potential transmission to dogs and cats from humans with the virus and maybe tigers and lions, but more research is needed. Similarly, it is currently unclear if cat to cat transmission is possible in natural infections, with limited data from experimental studies only available. Therefore, it is not recommended that all cats are kept in school. In sorry, in school. (laughs) Cats use in school. In school. Don't go to school with your cat. Cats used to outdoor access could suffer significant stress due to confinement, and several serious health conditions are associated with stress. This confinement may also cause stress for cat owners. Again, to be avoided at this difficult time. If you're at all worried, do not pat or stroke any pets other than your own. Good the enough. recommendations remain as previously stated by the recommendation remain as previously stated by International Cat Care and the World Small Animal Veterinary Association. If you have symptoms of COVID-19, you should should avoid direct interaction with pets if possible and wear gloves and a mask and wash hands after handling any pet. For households with no symptoms of COVID-19, take normal sensible hygiene precautions and wash hands after handling pets. For owners more vulnerable to COVID-19 due to underlying health issues, the same advice applies. Take sensible hygiene precautions when handling cats with outdoor access and avoid close contact. There is no current evidence of transmission from pet fur to humans, hence no current advice to clean pets before handling them. The use of disinfectants on pets may cause significant distress to both animals and humans and potential toxicity or chemical burns, especially for cats. So this is not recommended at this time. Have you have you given Parker his disinfectant bath today?
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. A nice deodorant drench. That's what we've got here. You know, a nice uh, nice foot rot drench. It's it's terrific. We just dunk him straight in. It's terrific. Um, like after that time, um, Ruben brought up the other day again about um, when I uh, gave him the cat scan when uh, when he was sick. And uh, you remember I was telling you that story. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And Parker scratched the crap out of him. Um, so no, no, we, 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 have we've, we've decided to take a fairly common sense approach with our animals. And that is, uh, you know, yeah, what wash hands don't, don't, don't kiss them on the mouth. Don't sneeze on them. Uh, and, uh, so far we're all fine. No
2: disinfectant. Good stuff, mate. And how, actually, the thing we haven't brought up is how's your work going? You know, I've been, I'm on holidays. How's, how's things going with the work with the. The, um, the clients out of the clinic and, and you sort of set up, it's,
1: it's really interesting. You know, like I think um, I was reading a, um, uh, an article the other day for, with um, Nathan Buckley, Collingwood's foot, football coach. And he was talking about how, yo, know, um, in, in periods of crisis, don't look for, uh, don't look for challenges. Cause you'll find them look for opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> That's Sorry, mate. Just I, you're I literally your doing that with the microphone in front of your mouth. That would have been even worse. <laughs> um, so um, so I, I sort of looked at that and thought, okay, so even though, yeah, it's hard, well, what are the things that are, you know, in these challenging times, what's working well? And one thing that I've found is actually the clients are really, really thankful for the fact that we're actually doing what we're doing. Like um, I feel like we're getting some really good, um, you know, goodwill, some good gravitas from the fact that we're, that we are, working hard at trying to stay open still keep providing the service but doing it in such a way that our staff and clients are as safe as possible so um so it's going okay i mean the fact that it's not rainy weather has helped you know with going out into the car park and getting the animals um we've got a contingency plan in of putting up a gazebo when uh you know when things are you know start getting a little inclement over the next couple of weeks um but uh, but no, yeah, we're doing okay, and you know, to the so, and we've got the, the the team A team B approach as well. So we're getting better with that. We're doing full days rather than split days, so it means that we get things are just working a lot more efficiently, which is good. So um, so work in progress, but um, you know, at least it feels like we're sort of uh, you know maintaining a bit more a bit more normalcy, I reckon.
2: And how how are you going for masks and gloves and PPE at work? Yeah, yeah,
1: luckily enough, um, we got the the heads up that the masks were uh, we're going to be running short you know a couple of months ago and it turned out we just bought ourselves a new um, a new box of them so everyone's on the recycling of masks there's none of this walking out of the surgery after after a successful surgery just ripping the mask off and rolling it a ball and throwing it in the bin no no you got to carefully take it off and you know you got to make sure you undo the knot because that's the one you're on again and we've got One for sterile surgeries, one for dentals. So you know, um, gloves wise, we've got plenty of gloves to be using, and um, yeah, you know, so it's so we're doing okay with that at the moment. It's, I I think, and I think we'll be fine. But the fact that we're doing it, we've hardly tapped in the new box, so we should be good for quite a while, I reckon.
2: No, that's good, mate. So you're sharing the same mask for sterile surgeries, same one for dentals. Good to hear, mate. but we we do like
1: the underwear approach, so you can sort of, you know, one way, then upside down, then back to front, then back to front, upside down. So it means that all four vets can use the one mask. You just got to remember whether you're right side up, upside down, or which way it is, because you don't want to have your nose sitting the same. So it's that's they're the sacrifices that we make, Lewis.
2: Well, it's interesting with the mask. Is I we had to go to the doctor to get our flu shot, so I went up with the, the the girls and I we I said, oh look, I think we should all wear a mask to go up to the doctors kind of thing. And, and we all put on the mask. and the amount of sort of tutoring you've got to give to someone who's never worn a surgical mask before that the, you know, the colored side goes out and don't touch the outside. And and then my dad as well, he then went and got his flu shot the, the next day. Um, you know, he's he's a little bit older, so a little bit more in a high risk category. So just say to him, you know, the, the outside of the mask, you've got to treat it like it's covered in dog poo. <laughs> so when you're taking the mask off, you're not act- you're not actually touching the outside of the mask. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because you, that's t- that's that's got dog poo all over it and you don't want to get that all over it, so you, so you've got to take it gently off with your little ear loops and and hold on to it and put it up the right way and all that sort of thing. And the amount of sort of, you know, and and, and yeah, and you've got to have it the right way. And uh, and then I think I saw Deb with hers on. She had hers on the wrong way. So I had to explain, no, look, it's got to go this way. So if you haven't worn them before, it is quite a bit of a, a little bit of a, a, I think a task of of just uh, some education of how to wear a mask correctly. Yeah,
1: Um, I was cleaning out the shed the other day and I um, found a a, a P2 mask. I know. I I messaged Lynn, my my practice manager, and I said, look, I'm just going to be selling this on eBay and going on holiday for, well, I'm not coming in for a month because i will be able to sell this for some serious coin. Problem is, though, it's a bit old. So the elastic, the elastic things at the back, one of them's broken. So I have to attach the, um, the the normal surgical mask ones on there. So yeah, I head down to Lincraft and try and get some new elastic to try and try and attach on there.
2: Fantastic. All right, and now, um, maybe go. Uh, maybe we'll have a short break. What do you reckon?
1: Break time. Let's do it.
2: Hey Robbie. Yo Lewis, what's up? Have you heard about this new service called Gap Only?
0: What?
1: Gap Only?
2: Yeah, I know. It means pet owners with an eligible pet insurance policy can claim on the spot while they're still at the vet.
1: No way. So for eligible claims, they don't have to pay the full vet invoice, just the gap amount that's not covered by their pet insurance policy?
2: Yeah, spot on, mate. To find your closest participating vet or pet insurance partner, our listeners can visit gaponly.com.au.
1: T's and C's apply. Visit gaponly.com.au for more information. See you, Lewis. I'm going to go and check and see which vet clinics are GAP Only clinics right now.
2: On your horse, mate. Yeah! Alrighty guys. Welcome back. We're back on the airwaves now and hopefully uh, we fixed up some of the internet issues. Um, Perhaps we'll hit up with a disclaimer, mate. You got that there, Robbie?
1: I sure do, yes. Hang on, let me um, let me just disclaim by saying that I'm doing this on the one screen and now I can say that all advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information but as, as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing. Please let us know if you missed anything. If you need any clarification, also with our, all of our COVID stuff, make sure you take that into account uh, with the fact that uh, if you're wondering what's happening right now, maybe go and check out the world. World Health Organisation website so you can keep yourself up to date with uh, exactly what in the frickin' hell is happening in your world right now. But what's happening in our world right now?
2: Well, uh,
1: there's a bit of stuff that's going
2: on. I guess you know a lot of people are at home at the moment, certainly Australia, certainly worldwide, working from home. And I think there's a, there's a big uh, sort of, I don't know if you're seeing it, but a lot of people are thinking it's a good time to get a puppy and a kitten at this time because we're now we're now at home. Um we can you know um we've got time to to train the dog got yeah, to train the dog um but i see some really big from a behavior perspective i see some really big red flags to it and this was a facebook post that uh, came to my attention i'm not sure the original Group that it's come from. So if if I do am saying that it's from your group, then please let me know. I'm happy to accredit it to you. Um, but this is attention. Due to COVID nineteen, many reputable registered breeders have delayed their breeding plans due to social isolation, isolation posing a far from ideal environment in, in which to raise our puppies. <laughs> Most registered breeders ensure that their puppies have met a wide variety of people of all ages and have been introduced to a lot of different experiences surfaces textures sounds etc to ensure adequate socialization to give you the best start in having a confident pup pup dog now with socialization in place you'll be unable to continue the critical socialization of your puppy which may result in behavioral issues which ultimately lead to people rehoming their dog or taking them to a shelter unfortunately this paves the way for puppy farm type operations to supply puppies for those desperate to add one to their family in these testing times please do not support these and inverted commas breeders who are breeding only for the money rather than for the genuine love of our breed instead if you cannot wait for a pup from a registered breeder would you consider providing a loving home for a dog from a shelter or rescue organization and certainly that's what the RSPCA's found, I think, is their adoption rate is up 40% at the moment, which is fantastic. Really, really good. Um, but there are some considerations, especially if you're going to take a puppy on. And we'll have a chat about that in a minute. In addition to the above, also please consider whether you can financially support a dog at this time. And I think this is really important. Or if your financial situation changes dramatically. With people being laid off or asked to take reduced hours, for many this is not a good time to be purchasing a dog who may require thousands of dollars worth of veterinary care. Please consider the dog and not just your own wishes. Now, as I said, I I don't know where the reference for that post has come from, but geez, fantastic! brings up some really, really awesome issues there. Some interesting, really. Uh, criti- critical issues that certainly I can sort of see um, that, that, that uh, the problems with
1: getting a new puppy at this stage. Mm. Yeah. We're seeing, um, I, I don't know whether or not it's just the fact that we're spending so much more time walking around the streets rather than doing anything else. But it seems like uh, every third dog is a puppy at the moment, you know, which is um, I, we're in an industry that looks after pup uh, after animals. So yeah, people get animals. It's fantastic. But I really, really worry about what's going to happen in the three to four months time when kids are back at school, people are back at work, and these puppies have only ever known living in a house with the whole family at home.
2: Yeah, well, that's a separation anxiety aspect that I, I worry about too. Um, yeah. But I guess what I want to talk about today is, is the socialisation aspect, which yes. this article or this Facebook post really really sort of talks about. And, and you know, obviously there, there'll be people out there who who have got a new puppy um, and and I think, you know, there's some ideas that we can help, you know, in an ideal world, like the, the Facebook post said, an ideal world we'd be, um, socialization is about exposing a puppy from three weeks to about three months of age to all different people, different genders, different races, different uh, sizes, heights of people, ages of people, uh, people limping, people in wheelchairs, you know, trying to expose them in that period of time from three weeks to three months of age yeah. and make it a good experience. You know, uh, there's food rewards attached uh, um, attached to that. And if we do do that and we give them as much access to this sort of thing as possible, it does give them the best chance of coming out to being a well rounded adult dog yeah. who's had some good early socialization but and and as well as that also the exposure to puppies and other dogs as well you know yes. no no one's running any puppy schools at the moment and no. and puppy schools despite what you might think it is a school being oh i'm going to learn how to my dog to toilet train and and sit and stay a lot of what goes on in puppy schools is really just about providing some socialization to other dogs similar vaccination status similar age so that when we come out as an adult at about you know, anything over about 12 months of age, we're pretty um, you know, we're well socialized to be out to interact with other dogs and when our adult temperament truly comes through. So I, I guess that's the ideal world, but but we, we're in covid now, you know There's it's no um more it, anymore, no. Exactly. So uh, you know what should you do if you've got the dog, you know, you've got the dog, it's a 11, 10 weeks of age from the breed, it's eight, eight to ten weeks of age. How do you give it this socialization in this difficult time? So I guess I've got a few tips. I guess the, the first one, certainly in Australia, we are still allowed to take your dog for a walk. Yeah. So taking your dog out for a walk is 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 a really important thing to do. And try and go somewhere where they can see a lot of people. Yeah. Go to the Bunnings car park. Go along the foreshore at the beach where there are a lot of people. Keep your socialisation, keep your one and a half to two metres, you know, whatever's recommended. Keep your distance to other people. Don't let the dog run up to the other people. Obviously they're on lead, but at a distance. So we are actually seeing people and then a food reward comes as you're walking along. So we're seeing that person in the wheelchair that's along the thing or the people wearing the masks or, you know, um, whatever it might be, the different genders, um, different races, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, go to go to go along your beach so they get a texture, feel the sand on their feet as well. If you're allowed on the beach, go into the forest go where there are trees, You know, jumping over logs, walking in different areas. Um, you know, trying to see people as well, though, is 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 really important and trying to find a spot where perhaps you'll see lots of people in a short period of time so that you can then give them uh, the, the dog food rewards and they can make a good association of 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 seeing them. I guess in some countries, you know, it's full lockdown. I think you know, probably New Zealand, UK, America at the moment, certain parts of America, and that can make it really difficult. You can't get out at all. You're not going to be able to see any people. You're not allowed to walk. You're not allowed to walk the dog. Yeah. Um. And and so so what do you do? So I've got a few things that 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 can help. The first one, I guess, is around the home. Is work on your basic training stuff. Um, you know, and work on basic training all around the house. So just some simple sitting, and staying again, I like positive reinforcement using yeah. food rewards. Um, yeah, I'm sure you can go on YouTube and find some good positive training um, videos using using food rewards. But you do it all around the house. You know, every room of the house. Do it on the balcony if you got it. Do it in the front yard, the backyard. Just getting them used to some really good basic commands. Get them used to wearing their harness and the leash, even though you're not going out for a walk. Putting yeah. the leash on then drag around walking them around the house with the leash on the harness. Maybe if, you want, if you're in a cold environment, they're going to wear a coat at some stage, put the coat on, give them some, some, some their dinner, get them used to wearing all those, those different things. And you haven't got exposure to all these different people. So if you've got obviously people in your bubble, your enclosed environment, your isolation area, we need to experience all those people. That's yeah. pretty standard. If, if you've got a family in the house, I'm sure we're interacting with everyone in the family, but maybe maybe you've got some neighbors who walk in your area or go out in their in a communal backyard, but keeping distance, you know, try and see them from a distance using food rewards again. Um, and, and so they know, um, you know, that they, they're getting used to seeing as many different people as you can. But then if you, if you can't do that, then you've got to start thinking, well, I've got to make myself look a bit different. Right. So go and raid, go and raid your wardrobe. Now,
1: oh, I like this dress up.
2: I'm sure you're used to rating Christina's wardrobe every Saturday night, Robbie.
1: Yes, especially now. So
2: this is not news to you. No, 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 no,
1: not at all. I just didn't realize I should have been recommending other people to do it. Lewis. And you didn't realize you need to show Rosie as well. Oh no, no. She's always there. She's always, she's a whippet. She's never far from, she's never far from anyway. You know, No, no wonder she's got this quizzical look on her face.
2: Oh, so Christina's out shopping. You're wearing the kit. And Rosie's watching.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the way we roll. I keep trying to work out it's how she's gonna hold the camera up for me, but I just gotta keep doing the self-pouting <laughs> selfies myself. It's the camera. Yeah. Camera.
2: Is that with a new mirror you bought, mate? New compact to go in your purse.
1: Oh no, no, this is this, this isn't a compact mirror, mate. This is a wall mirror. This is the this is this is the this is the full way I can see all the way down to the stilettos. <laughs> no,
2: nice. I so get out the stilettos. Get yeah. out the the wigs, masks, hats, umbrellas, walking sticks. You know, pretend you've got a limp. Yeah, right. If if it's if it's summertime it's going to be winter at some stage, get out the big coat, the big puffy coat. Wear that around the house. Yeah, you know, and, and using food awards, get if the dog used to 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 those all different things. And everyone in the house should try and be different. And try and uh, try and see if they can. Uh, get a little bit of a a response from the dog in that, Oh, what's going on? So, you know, investigating and something different. The other thing that you sort of mentioned is, is the alone time stuff. So, okay, we've got a big issue that, that everyone's home with the puppy now spending all the time, all day, every day with it. Um, and what's going to happen when we do go back to normality is the puppy's going to just absolutely flip out because it's never actually been on its home. So do try to make sure it has some periods of time where it is left alone. So giving it um, a, a, a lovely chewy treat or a food release device like a Kong toy with some peanut butter or Vegemite in it and then go into a separate room or maybe you can go out and put the bins out or go in the backyard and gradually over time, increasing the length of time that you're leaving the puppy, trying to come back before they seem to get too distressed. Um, and, and so giving them a bit of idea that, yeah, mum and dad and all the family, we do go out sometimes. And sometimes you're going to have to be home, by, home alone by yourself. And it was, was during the week that I was talking to Anthea from Zilkeen about maybe them um, bring out some pamphlets to assist people post COVID with some ideas of how to adjust to, to, to life. But I guess that's many months down the track. So we'll, we'll watch this space. Uh, the other thing you can do is get the
1: new... used. Did, did you um, convince her to try and get the two vets talk pets logo on that, uh, uh, on, on that pamphlet, mate, or? Well, yeah, it's it's a
2: bit of a balance between, you know, you don't want to be seen as profiteering in a difficult time, and but you also want to be seen as helping. Helping, not profiteering. Yeah,
1: we're not selling the pamphlets. We're giving them away. Free advertising. Free, but yeah, well, if you want to call it that, why not?
2: Now, the other thing you can do is, is get them used to go in the car. You know, you'd probably not go in the car much at all at the moment, yes. depending on on what you're doing, you're staying in the area. So, so put them in the car again, using a food toy, food rewards, a Kong, something like that. Put them in the car, let them have a play in the car. you all sit in the car. It's all fun. Then you might turn the engine on, maybe go for a drive up and down the driveway or round the, round the, uh, you know, just, just very, very locally. Yeah. Yeah. So you get, if you're allowed, no, and don't, don't let a learner drive it either.
1: No, no. There are two things to avoid unless yes. you want to find.
2: Yeah, I know, I know. Um, and also, if you are able to do that walking, make sure you walk them on all different surfaces. But if you can't, try and do it at home. So, you know, I'm talking different surfaces. I'm saying, you know, get them to walk on the tiles, get them to walk on the carpet, get them to walk on the wood floorboards, get out on the concrete, on the grass. Get them walking on some stairs, getting used to going up and down stairs or ramps, you know, really just make sure you try and expose them to all different sort of um, sort of areas that they can, um, they can they can walk around on as well. So, um, so that's really important as well. Another thing you might want to consider doing, this needs to be done really gradually is getting used to making some sudden movements in the house with, with the, with the dog um, seeing you. So the classic one is, is sort of when you open up one of those pop up umbrellas, I mean, that's a very sudden the umbrella pops open. Yeah. Um, We sometimes use that as a little bit of a a tool of a, a dog's response to something scary. Because an umbrella, if you're sort of holding it towards them so it opens like a big uh, parachute in front of them rather than holding up like you're you're, um, you're stopping rain, um, it sort of goes from nothing to suddenly being really big and that can give them a bit of a fright. So I wouldn't be doing that straight away. But what you might do is you might just gradually open the umbrella um, in front of them and just getting them used to that and then associating that with food rewards. And after a while, then you might open a bit quicker. And you should be looking for a response from your dog where they – do get a small fright or a little bit of a yes, more action, a jump back or a a pull back, but then they should pretty fairly recover and come over and sniff and what's going on. If they jump back and they don't recover, then you probably want to put that away and work on doing it at a much more slower rate. But things you can do similarly to like is rustling plastic bags or throwing plastic bags, um, waving plastic bags, you know, crinkling plastic bottles, things that make noises or different sounds, or you know, pillows move, throwing pillows, at pillow fights, maybe, Woo! maybe, maybe go into Christina's wardrobe, dress up in your best outfit, have Rosie holding the camera, and have a pillow fight pillow with fight. her and record it. Mate, we've already we're already doing it. It's just we need to record it. That's all, and put it on Instagram.
1: Absolutely,
2: definitely sounds like a plan, mate. I'm looking forward yeah. to
1: this. Uh, the, uh, Rosie's the- X-ray. The hard thing is you've got to try and work out whether or not the feathers that are flying around are coming out of the pillows or from the feather boa. That's the hard part.
2: Nice. I like it. What colour is the feather boa?
1: Uh, it's rainbow, rainbow, but it's um, it's, it's kind of like uh, it's predominantly red. You know, it's like, you know, when you get the killer pythons, you know, it's sort of, you know, you, you sometimes you get the same colour at each end, so red at each end. So you can attach it up and it looks like it's just one full, complete circle. It's terrific. It's really got I, get a bit, to, I get a bit itchy with it though. I start to get these bumps on my head. Maybe I—Ramy Robbie's getting the bumps on her head just on a Saturday night. I think we've solved the problem, Lewis. Solved. Solved. Done.
2: Shout out to Christina on uh, on allowing Robbie to go through a wardrobe with <laughs> <and> Feather Bowers. <laughs> and then another one is to, is to make sure you get your dog used to being um, handled and touched all over. So yeah. That, that could sound a bit wrong if we took that out of context, but
1: in a padding sense. Sounded a lot dirtier than what you meant it.
2: Yeah, it kind of did, mate. It did. So, uh, you know, touching their feet, uh, touching their toenails, uh, looking in their mouths and associating that with food rewards as well. Make sure you get a relaxed dog. The dog shouldn't be pulling away from you when you're doing it. Look for early signs like yawning or lip licking or trying to, you know, look away from you or pull away to show that they're really not enjoying it Um, and work on giving more food rewards when you're doing it the next time. A great, uh, great one that um, you could consider doing um, is, is trying to get some sounds of life. If you're stuck in your apartment and you can't go out, maybe some recorded sounds of what's going on outside the apartment. Um, look, a great one would be some baby sounds. I think that, that'd be fantastic. Oh. Know, know of anything, mate, where you might get some baby sounds from?
1: Oh, well, I, I do believe there's a, uh, a book with a, a CD. If anyone's got a CD player still anymore.
2: or you can get the MP3 sounds from my website, babyandpet.com.au. Done.
1: Done. You got it in there. Nice.
2: So, yeah, I I joke, but certainly, um, you know, I have got a CD, um, and MP3 sounds of of baby sounds, if if that's something uh, that you may have in the future, getting used to the sounds of a child. Um, But then also some some traffic noises, um, you know, maybe noises of bikes, barking dogs, whistles, doorbells, anything you can find on YouTube, but playing them at a really, really low level, low sound level initially using food rewards, So the dog's not getting too freaked out by it, and over time, gradually increasing the level of the sounds. So there you go, guys. It's nice. not ideal. The situ- yeah. It's not ideal. The situation is in, but it's the best we've got. And you've got to make the best of, of, well, I suppose a worst situ- situation that, that we're in at this stage
1: yes very good all right mate, well thank you very much if anyone's got any questions in regards to any of that then uh hit us up at two vets talk pets at gmail.com uh find us at patreon you can find us on facebook um if you've got any questions you know, you're not sure about what to do with your animal um during these uh hard self-isolating times uh hit us up because um you know, it'd be great to talk about something other than the actual virus itself. We'd love to talk about what impact it's having on you and your pets. So um, send us an email and um, otherwise we'll uh, catch you all again next week. Yep. We'll we'll see you later guys. Uh,
2: She said on Patreon, I don't know if you said that Two Vets talk pets. uh, dot patreon.com. We've got a little bit of, we actually got an extra episode there that um, people might like to check out. Um, But yep. We'll, um, Scratch your light
1: up. Peace out!
0: Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter,